Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands across the church this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Hallelujah. 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 And in the precious name of Jesus, we pray this morning for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost that we might receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. And that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what He has for this church and for every believer who is listening to this message. And we pray this In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated around the church this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to start in the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to read verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. This morning, we are going to be talking about the seed of the Word of God. In everything in the Old Testament and the New Testament, everything starts with the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. God always plants the seed of the Word first. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, the creation chapter. And what do we see? Genesis chapter 1. Verse 3, the first three words. And God said. The first three words in verse 6. And God said. The first three words in verse 9. And God said. The first three words in verse 11. And God said. The first three words in verse 14. And God said. Let's go to the first words in verse 20, and God said. And let's go down to verse 22. And God blessed them, saying, back to, God said. Let's keep going here. Let me turn the page. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 26, and God said. Let's go down. To verse 28. 
And God said to them, verse 29, And God said, In every aspect of creation, in front of the events of every day, in some cases where there were two events, each time it begins with the seed of the Word of God being planted, and God said. There is nothing that happens in Genesis 1 without the words, and God said, preceding it. The seed of the Word of God was planted. From creation going forward, anything that happens usually begins with God said. Because God will always plant the seed of the Word of God in everything that happens before it can take effect. Let's turn over a few pages. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 6. It's now a number of, a little over 1,500 years since the creation when God begins to speak to Noah. When it comes to the ark, Genesis chapter 6, let's look at verse 13. And God said unto Noah, the beginning of what would be the building of the ark. It begins with the words, and God said, God planting the seed of the word into Noah. And what happens? Noah then begins to obey the word of the Lord. The Lord plants the word into Noah, build an ark. And Noah obeys the word of God and begins to build the ark. Chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for I have for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. What do we see again? And God said, Another seed of the word of God being planted in the life of Noah. The first was what? Build an ark. Noah obeyed. Now we see another seed go into the ark. And Noah obeyed. Understand something with the seed. The Lord will plant the first seed. And whether there is a next seed will depend on what we do with the first seed. In other words, when one seed is planted, there must be an act of obedience on the part of the one God is dealing with. God told Noah to build an ark. Noah built the ark in obedience. Therefore, God now gives another seed of the word of God to Noah. Go into the ark. And what does Noah do? He obeys the word of the Lord. Understand, when the seed of the word is planted, there is an action on our part called obedience. And Noah obeyed 
the second time. He went into the ark. We know what happens next. God closes the door. The waters fall. The earth is flooded and judged. How long was Noah in the ark? Genesis chapter 8, verse 15, 16, 17. And God spake unto Noah, saying, there's our key line again, and God spake before any major event. We are going to see the words, and God said, or some variation of that line. And God said what? Go forth out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with thee. What do we see yet again? We see the word going forth, the word being planted in the life of Noah. The first time he obeyed, and what happened? Another word was planted. Then he obeyed, and another word was planted. Now when the word comes to leave the ark, what does Noah do? He leaves the ark. Now, when does God plant the word? We're going to see a consistent pattern in this message. And the consistent pattern is before any season of change in a person's life. When there is a change in a person's life, the word will go forth. Look at creation. All seven days, the word goes forth, something changes. The word, it goes forth to Noah. What changes? First, the building of the ark. Second, going into the ark. Third, leaving the ark. Fourth, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. What does it say there? It says the following. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So what do we see again? A change in the season. Now to replenish the earth. So there's a pattern developing here. First, the word goes forth. The word means a season of change. Build the ark. Enter the ark. Leave the ark. Replenish the earth. The job of Noah in all four cases was obey, 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 and obey. The seed of the word is planted. Noah obeys. Then a new seed is planted at the beginning of a new season. Every time we enter into a new season, there will be an act of obedience on our part. The obedience means that we have heard the word of God and we trust what God has said. And then he will bring to life what he has promised for that season. Are we still here? Let's look at chapter 12. 
Let's turn our focus to Abraham. In chapter 12, what did it begin with? And the Lord had said unto Abram, there's our words again, the Lord said. Get what we're saying here. The word first is planted. Then what? Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, how does verse 4 begin? And Abraham departed. So, our pattern. The word of the Lord comes forth. Abraham obeys the word of the Lord. The season of his life has now changed. It changed from being in Terah's house to being on the road to Canaan. He hears the word. He obeys the word. God blesses the word. But then, in chapter 13, what do we see? Abraham is now in Canaan. He's in the same parcel of land that Lot is. Abraham tells Lot, Hey, I don't care what direction you go. You go one way, I go the other. And Lot, where did he go? Sodom and Gomorrah. Now understand what happens after Lot leaves. And the Lord, verse 14, said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where you are northward and southward and eastward and westward. Hold. Abraham is now hearing the word of the Lord. Are we together on this? And what is the Lord saying? All of this land is yours. Now understand the next point. I know we could say, well, Abraham told Lot, that'll go the opposite direction. But I want us to pick up this point. Abraham doesn't go anywhere until God speaks to him. The new season out of this area to the new area where Abraham was going to go, it is established because God first speaks to Abraham. Abraham realizes he receives the seed of the Word of God. He obeys the seed of the Word of God. He moves into a new season where the Lord blesses him and he stays in that spot until when? Until the Lord moves him to the next spot. Give me a second here. Are we still here? Nobody rushed out. Good.
Let's turn to chapter 15. Now something else has changed. At the end of chapter 14, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Then the king of Sodom and Gomorrah was willing to give these big riches to Abraham. And what did Abraham say? I'll put it in modern English. I will not take as much as a shoestring from you. You will not be the one who will get the credit for making me rich. What happens next? Beginning of chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram or Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So what happens? Now Abram, he is moving into a new season. New seasons begin with what? The word of the Lord. And what is Abraham going to be asked to do? To be in obedience to the word of God. That's where verse 5 Actually, let's go down to verse 9 comes into effect. And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Now what does Abraham do? He is in obedience to the Lord as he enters into a covenant relationship with him. Abraham's new season deals with a covenant that God is making with him and his descendants that will follow after him for the next 400 plus years. So the pattern is continuing. What is it? Word of God Planted. Obedience on the part of the one receiving the seed. New season begins. God blesses. Abram stays in that same condition or spot through the rest of that season. Are we still here? Now let's keep going. Chapter 17. What happens here? Well, let's start with the first verse. And let's go from there. Chapter 17, verse 1. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. What do we see once again? The seed of the word of God being planted in the life of Abram. Why do we see this? Because the prior three times when God planted a seed in Abram, that seed was obeyed. Abram entered into a new season 
and he completed the phase that God wanted for that part of his life. Now, what starts in chapter 17? We know that Abram's name is changed to Abraham. We know that Sarai's name is changed to Sarah. We know that circumcision begins. And we know that within one calendar year of this date, Sarah will become pregnant with Isaac. Yes, another new season. But for Abraham, understand something. Why circumcision is important, not to the believers, but to Abraham. To Abraham, it's important because it is an obedience to him, to God. Abraham obeyed God. He received the seed of the word. He obeyed the word. Abraham enters into a new season, that of fatherhood, being the father of Isaac. And Abraham stays in that season. Why? Because God honors his word. He plants the seed. And when we obey the seed, the seed will be honored. And for that season, God will bless accordingly. Are we still here? One more with Abraham. Let's move to chapter 22. This is the chapter where the Lord asked Abraham to place Isaac on the altar to sacrifice him to the Lord. Now, why does Abraham obey? Because that's who Abram is. When Abraham hears the word of the Lord, he obeys. We know Abraham is about to do it when what? The voice of the Lord comes and says what? Don't do it. I want to read verse 12. What did verse 12 say? And he, the angel of the Lord, said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad. Why did Abram stop? Because the word of the Lord said, Stop. We need to draw this point tonight, this morning. When God says to do something, do it completely. When the seed of the word is planted Obey the word completely. That's what Abraham always does. Are we still here? What happens? He receives his son back to him. And then he receives more promises starting in verse 15 and continuing to verse 18. Abraham entering now into the last season of his life. The Lord consistently planted seed into the life of Abraham. And Abraham continued to obey the word that was given him. And each time, as he entered into the new season that God had, he was blessed accordingly 
pressed down, shaken together, running over. Are we still here? We see the pattern with Noah. We've seen the pattern with Abraham. Let's look at Moses for a second. If you look at Moses, when you look at chapter 3, what happens? Moses is in the wilderness. He has been there for 40 years after killing the Egyptian. He never thinks that he will be back in Egypt. Yet what happens? He sees the burning bush. And when he sees the burning bush, what happens? He begins to approach the burning bush. Chapter 3. And let's look at verse 4 where it said, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. So what are we seeing here? Our pattern. This season of Moses' life is changing when he first receives the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. In this case, what's going to happen? Moses is being told to return to Egypt to tell Pharaoh, let the people go. Moses, what does he do? He obeys. We receive the word. We obey. We enter into a new season that the Lord has set for us. But it begins when what? We hear, then obey the word of the Lord. Are we still here? Moses is in this season for how long? Through all ten plagues that hit the land of Egypt. Then what happens before the tenth plague? The word of the Lord comes once again to him. When the Lord speaks, things are going to change. And when the Lord speaks to the child of God, they will always be to the benefit of of the child of God. I said child of God. Not necessarily nation, but child of God. So what happens? Moses, he receives the message about the Passover to prepare the children of Israel for when the Lord would pass through Egypt so all of their firstborn would live. What would be the end result of Moses and the children of Israel's obedience on this day. It's going to be the change of a season. The change from being slaves in Egypt to being freed from Egyptian bondage. Moses receives the word. The children of Israel obey the word the new season begins. They are no longer slaves in Egypt. Are we still here? You see, when the word goes forth, and when there is an obedience, things change. If we consistently look throughout the Old Testament, 
Joshua. It's easy to say that Joshua's ministry begins when Moses anoints him. I would say that his ministry begins in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, when the Lord gives him his marching orders to go be the leader of Israel. You see, it's one thing to receive the word from someone else. In the case of Joshua, he received the thus saith the word of the Lord for himself. We can apply this to the judges. I'll just use Gideon as an example. At first we know the angel of the Lord came and told Gideon that he was going to be the commander of the army. But then at some point the language changed And it begins to be the Lord speaking to Gideon. Understand something. Gideon does not do what he does without first hearing the word of the Lord and then obeying the word of the Lord. For Joshua, what happens? When he hears the word of the Lord, first, they cross over into Jordan. Second, They take each and every city as God commands them to do. The one time they did not hear the word of the Lord first was the one battle they did lose. Every time Israel went into battle, the Lord gave the thus saith the word of the Lord, planting the seed. And the end result was what? Obedience equaling victory equaling new phase, new season, Israel possessing the land. In the case of the judges, Israel obeying to the judge. And then what? They drive out the enemy over and over again. If you look at Samuel, where does his ministry begin? It begins when he was a child, when he hears the word of the Lord. Where does David's ministry begin? We know that he was anointed to be king by Samuel. But if you read the second chapter of Second Samuel, when David prays after Ziklag and after hearing about Saul, what do I do now? The Lord at that point tells him to go to Hebron where he becomes the king of the southern two tribes. When did David go to become king? When he heard the thus saith the word of the Lord. The thus saith the word of the Lord. Then obedience. Then the promises of God come to come true. And a new season began. Why did David do nothing prior to 2 Samuel chapter 2 to become king? Because he waited until the Lord told him to go and be king. The word of the Lord always comes first. Look at the prophets. We got the prophet Elijah. And when... Does he go to speak to Ahab regarding the drought when the Lord told him to go? Why was Elijah 
at the brook being fed by the buzzards, the Lord told him to go. Why was he in Zarephath being fed by the widow woman? The Lord told him to go. Why did he return to face Ahab? The Lord told him to go. Each time there was the word of the Lord. Each time there was an obedience to the word of the Lord. At each time there was what? A new season and new blessings of the Lord. I know it's easy to say, Elisha. Well, Elijah threw the mantle on him. In First Kings, he did. But in Second Kings, when Elijah went up in the chariot of fire, what happened? Elisha saw the chariot go up. He saw the mantle come to him. And this was God saying, You are now the man of God. If you look at Isaiah, Isaiah, he hears the voice. It is the line, Here I am, send me, that Isaiah says after the Lord first speaks to him. If you look, At Jeremiah chapter 1, it begins the same way. The Lord speaks to Jeremiah. Then Jeremiah begins to obey the word of the Lord. If you look at every prophet, every man of God, from Genesis 1 all the way through Malachi, every single prophet, Situation. It is the same thing. They receive the seed of the Word of God. They obey the Word of God. The season that they are in changes. They are blessed of the Lord until they receive a new word from the Lord. And then they obey and enter into a new season where the Lord continues to bless. Are we still here? This is a consistent pattern. Now I know some are thinking, Old Testament. What about the new? Fine. Let's start with Zacharias. He heard the word of the Lord. Then he obeyed. Mary, she heard the word of the Lord. Then obeyed. Elizabeth. She heard the word of the Lord and obeyed. Joseph, he heard the word of the Lord and obeyed. The shepherds, they heard the word of the Lord and they obeyed. The wise men saw the star and they received the word of the Lord and obeyed. Simeon heard the word of the Lord and obeyed. Anna received the word of the Lord and obeyed. And let's throw in John the Baptist. He did not start his ministry until Luke chapter 1 verse 2, Luke chapter 3 verse 2, when the Lord said, go and preach. The wording, he received the word of the Lord. In the days leading up to the coming of the Christ, What do we see? The receiving of the word of the Lord. Let's look at the book of Acts. 
in Acts chapter 1, verses 5 and 8. What did Jesus say? Go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father, the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We know the events of Acts chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. But what happens next? The disciples, the apostles, the believers, they begin to speak in languages of the native people. And the same message is what? The wonderful works of God. Understand something. The church age begins with the word of God going forth from the apostles and believers to the people, the wonderful works of God. Are we together on this? The word of God even proceeds the start of the church. What preceded Peter's visit to Cornelius? He does not go there without receiving the word of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. First, the dream, the vision, where he saw all the animals, what I have cleansed, don't you call unclean or common? Then the Holy Spirit, go with these men, doubting nothing. Even with Cornelius, he heard the word of the Lord through the angel, go bring Simon Peter to this house. The word of the Lord proceeded before the Gentiles received the word. You see, the seed was planted by the Lord. They obeyed all parties. What happened? A new season for the church. Gentile believers. If you look at the Apostle Paul on the day he was saved, the Lord, as recorded in Acts 26, he tells him he is going to be ministering to the Gentiles. He would be ministering to those who were not Jewish. Yet when did Paul begin his ministry? Acts chapter 13. When the Holy Ghost, speaking the words of God, said what? Separate Paul and Barnabas for the ministry I have for them. What happened? Paul, Barnabas, they obeyed. And they entered into a new season. Ministering the gospel. First, in the island of Cyprus. And then, in the region of Galatia. In the second missionary journey. Where did it begin? It really begins after Paul leaves Galatia. And the Spirit tells him not to go to the cities in Western Asia Minor, but telling him, go to Macedonia. What do we see again? The Word of the Lord. Paul obeying the Word of the Lord, entering into a new season in his life. And then the blessings of the Lord, being there until the Lord moves him into the next new season. If you look 
at church history. Yes, the Lord still speaks to His own. And He tells His own what they need to do. They receive the seed of the Word of the Lord. The next key is what? To obey the Word of the Lord. And then they enter into the season that God has for them at that point. And they see the blessings of the Lord. And how long do they receive the blessings? Until the Lord gives them the next word. And they obey and enter into the next season where they continue to receive the blessings of the Lord. If you look from the beginning of creation all the way to now, this has been the consistent pattern of God. He gives His Word. The Word is obeyed. A new season begins. The blessings of the Lord begin to move in a powerful and mighty way. So let's bring this to the here and now. This church, this believer, we have been called to be in the Word of God. It is important for you to be in the Word of God. Those who are in the Word of God, they are the ones who receive the Word of God. For us to receive the Word, it starts here. It starts in our prayer closets. It starts with us immersing ourselves in the Word. So what we must do is get this Word inside of us because this is the Word that begins to move and change our lives. Are we together on this? Yes. Commitment of time like we talked about on Friday. Yes. A commitment of prayer like we talked about on Saturday. But a commitment to the Word. And then a desire to hear that saith the word of the Lord. And what's going to happen? I can honestly say that there have been times in my life where I heard the thus saith the word of the Lord about things that I needed to do. And let me tell you, when I obeyed the thus saith the word of the Lord, and entered into the season that God had at that moment. The blessings of the Lord flowed. But I can also tell you that when you do not obey, then the blessings will stop because you're not where God wants you to be. So this morning, we are to seek the Word of God. This season He is directing us into. Now here becomes the key. There is no blessing until we obey what God has said. Consistent from page 1 to right now. When we receive 
the word of God, the seed of the word. It is incumbent on us to obey the word of God. Are we together on this? What's going to happen? We know we're entering into a new season, but we need the word of the Lord to know what we are to do as we enter into this season. There is no entering into what God has without first receiving His Word and without obeying that Word. Get what we're saying this morning. We are going to be in prayer. This is a month of preparation that we are heading into. We're going to hit the next year on the ground running immediately. But we need the Lord to reveal to us what we need to do. We can receive the Word regarding direction in our life. That has been consistent from Noah all the way to the here and now. We can receive the Word of the Lord regarding direction. But then it becomes important for us to obey that voice. And when we obey the voice of the Lord, then the season will change. Then the blessings of the Lord will proceed. This morning, there are some who are watching. The Lord has already spoken to you. You need to obey. Your situation is about to change, but you need to obey. And when you obey, the windows of heaven will be open and you will be blessed of the Lord because you are obeying His Word. For those who have not yet received the Word, this is the time to be in the Word, to be in prayer, to receive the direction of the Lord. But when you receive that direction, you're going to have to obey. And when you obey, that thus saith the word of the Lord, a new direction will begin. A change where you will see success because you're right where God wants you to be. And the blessings of heaven being poured out in your life. What once was will be over. Because you'll be right where God wants you to be. But the key is to hear the word of the Lord. Then to obey the word of the Lord. This morning, we want everyone to be seeking this word. This month is going to be about seeking this word. But when the word comes, and it will be a when. It's going to be about obedience. Not partial obedience. Not halfway obedience. But complete and total obedience. But when that complete obedience is in place, then the windows of heaven will be open. Then all these things will be added unto us. 
and we will be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The word and obedience. This is where it begins. Let's stand across the church this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.